That's what the, what the people look like, just pieces of wood lying. And you'd go closer, you'd realize it's human beings. That's, that, that was their fate. فَهَلْ تَرَى لَهُمْ مِنْ بَاقِيَةٍ Then did you see anybody left after Allah was done? Anybody left at all? مِنْ بَاقِيَةٍ مِنْ لِلْتَعَجُّبٍ This means زَائِدَةٍ Right? Anybody at all left? هَلْ تَرَى لَهُمْ مِنْ بَاقِيَةٍ Then the word tara, some use it not just to say أَنْتَ تَرَى Because أَنْتَ Tara could be أَنْتَ فَعِلُهُ ضَمِينْ مُسْتَطِرْ تَقْدِيرُهُ أَنْتَ What else could it be? ضَمِينُ مُسْتَطِرْ تَقْدِيرُهُ Here Like the qariya itself, the town couldn't find anybody. This is a, it's a subtle concept, but you know, rhetorically you could say, did you see anybody ever survive? That's one way of saying it. The town itself, think of the town as a living entity. The town itself couldn't find, the earth itself couldn't find anybody survive. It knows its own secrets. It can't find anybody that survived. فَهَلْ تَرَى لَهُمْ مِنْ بَاقِيَةٍ وَجَاءَ فِرْعَوْنُ وَمَنْ قَبْلَهُ Fir'aun came. And, you know, uh, uh, those who were before him came, whoever was before him, وَالْمُؤْتَفِكَاتُ And those that were meant to be turned over. to turn from the right direction to the wrong direction. If comes from it, to make up a lie. To change the people's opinion in the reverse direction for the wrong reasons. مُؤْتَفِكَاتُ is used for a nation that's turned over. It's used for the nation of Lut. The peoples that were turned over. بِالْخَاطِئَةِ They came with a huge mistake. They brought a huge mistake with them. What was the mistake? فَعَصَوْ رَسُولَ رَبِّهِمْ then they disobeyed the, the messenger of their master. فَأَخَذَهُمْ Then he, meaning the master, took a hold, grabbed them. أَخْذَةً What kind of masdar is that? أَخَذَهُمْ أَخْذَةً مَفْعُلْ مُطْلَقْ But there's a sifa. رَابِيَةً رَابِيَةً This is رَبَى يَرْبُ رِبًا فَهُوَ رَابٍ And رَابِيَةً Riba actually means growth. رَابِيَة means continually growing. Akhdatan rabiatan means, you know, you grab somebody's hand. And then you squeeze. And say, ah, it doesn't hurt, doesn't hurt, doesn't hurt. And you keep squeezing, and you keep squeezing until it gets to a point where okay, 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 stop, 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 stop. It keeps getting worse until it's unbearable. But it doesn't stop. It keeps the squeeze getting, it keeps getting tighter and tighter and tighter and tighter. That's the word used, akhdatan rabia. To grab someone and continuously grow in the, in the grab. To get stronger and stronger in the grab and crush more and more and more and more. Now if you think of Fir'aun, the water crushed them. But Allah says he crushed them rabiatan. It kept on crushing them. It kept on going. You know, the, the, the lock hold. Inna lamma taghalma, no doubt. At the time when water rebelled. We, when water, when the time when water rebelled, meaning the flood happened, hamalnakum fil jariyah. We boarded all of you onto the ships. All of you, we weren't boarded, boarded onto the ships. Yes, we were, because the only humanity to survive after the flood of Nuh were those people on the ship. So all human beings that are being talked to are actually an extension of those people. So Allah didn't even say we boarded them onto the ships. He said we boarded you onto the ships, because you are survivors of that flood. We would not be around if people didn't survive the flood. So the word kum here, saying human beings, we're the ones who boarded you onto the ship when the water rebelled, when the flood happened. So we can make that a powerful reminder for all of you. Not even if, you know, don't just think of the ayah as, Oh Allah, put us on the ship so that it could be a reminder. Meaning when we find the ship, it's going to be a great reminder for us. Whether you find the ark of Nuh or not, doesn't matter. The idea that you and I are actually survivors of the great flood is a very powerful reminder. That in and of itself is a very powerful reminder. 
that our existence would not be here if Allah did not ask Nuh to design that ship with his own hands and put the few believers that were on there, you know, on there. Because the human race's survival came after as a result. So that we could make that a powerful reminder for all of you. Why do you think it is that across the religions, everybody knows about the flood of Nuh? Even Hindus have a version of it. They call him Manu. Mahanu. Maha means great. And they talk about a flood with him. The great flood. SubhanAllah. Because it's, the, it's the, the story of human survival. Of how, this, how our population on this earth continued. And every prophet, and you know, the previous scriptures, that whatever's of, left of them, the Jewish tradition, the Christian tradition, they very well know the flood of Nuh salam. And what's sad about it? And you know, you know, because nothing's sacred anymore, what will they do? They'll make comedies about it, they'll make movies about it, they'll make fun of it. You know, back in the day, this is not even something new. I know recently they made a movie about, you know, somebody building an ark and a flood coming or whatever. And, you know, even back in the day, Pink Panther would be building up an ark and flood would come. This is like a joke to them. It's a joke, it's a cartoon thing. It's a funny story, you know. But so what kind, of, what kind of ears would listen to that story and not think it's entertainment or folktale? And by means of it, ears that are very highly attentive. Someone who thinks about something very carefully and listens carefully. Wa'i means to pay attention, to, to have very thorough awareness. Allah says ears that are aware would take caution. They would really, really listen and understand that it's not just talking about a story. Now the second line of punishment. You know I was telling you in the beginning of the surah, there's two kinds of punishments, right? Nations in this world destroyed and then the akhirah. Now the first passage after al-qad, al-haqqa, the kinds of punishment that were described were akhirah or this world? So far. Everything was this world. Now phase two. Phase two is فَإِذَا نُفِيقَ فِي الصُّورِ نَفْخَةٌ وَاحِدَةٌ Then eventually, when a single blow, نَفْخَة, a single one, is going to be blown into the trumpet. Now what, what destruction is about to be described? Akhirah, phase two. What are we learning from that? The ultimate reality is actually a two-part reality. It's a two-part reality. وَحُمِلَتِ الْأَرْضُ وَالْجِبَالِ And the earth... And the mountains are going to be raised. So now huge chunks of the earth are up in the air. Mountains are up in the air. Then what? Fadukkata. Then they're smashed into each other. Dakka means to smash something into something else until it becomes completely powder or smooth. Dakka is also used when you know you take the you take wheat and you turn it into flour. Arta banana. Not gunna. Gunna is the, when you put the water in it and you do the thing, the Play-Doh thing. But before then, when you beat it and turn it and crush it into powder, right? That's dukkata, dukkatan wahida. So the, now the image is huge chunks of earth and entire mountains are raised in the air before the eyes of human beings. And then they're smashed into each other and it's just turned into powder. And then what's happening? Then they're falling. Then the, the remains, the debris is falling. So what's the next ayah? فَيَوْمَئِذٍ وَقَعَتِ الْوَاقِعَةِ The day, on that day, the thing that is bound to fall will fall. First there was a raising. There was a crushing. And then the debris is falling. الْوَاقِعَةِ also means the incident. 
But the imagery said here is that of everything being raised, destroyed, and then things are just things that were meant to fall. Waqi'ah also means that which was meant to fall, that is falling, just about to fall, is going to fall. When shakkat is sama, and that's just what's happening on the earth. Now let's talk about the sky. When shakkat is sama, and the sky, that which is above, is going to start tearing. It's going to rip on its, on its own. Now, in shakka and shakku, in shiqaq is in fa'ala and fa'ilu in fi'al, of something that happened in and of itself. Which is interesting, because if you say shukka, shukka, then you take the muta'addi form, the transitive form, and you make it passive. And when you take a transitive and make it passive, then you're saying that there is a, a, an unknown doer. Somebody unknown is responsible for breaking the sky. But when you say, in this ayah, then the sky cracks open all on its own. You know what that means? It's meant to. It was designed to do that. The, the, the responsible party here is the sky itself. Allah in its design made it that one day the, the, the timer will run out. And when the timer runs out, it... You ever seen those devices that are on a timer like toys? You wind them and they go... And when it hits the timer, it just opens up or starts running around or whatever. It's like that. The sky's on a timer. And it'll do it all on its own. And on that day, it's going to have weak joints. It's going to just be, all the sky is going to be is weak joints. to have weak, like weak knees, weak elbows. You know, not be able to lift something. It's also used in construction. Now, sama in the world sense, the sama is our ceiling. The sky is our ceiling. But in construction, this is our ceiling. And it's being held up by joints and beams. Now imagine those joints start getting weak. Like they start getting weak and you can see it shaking. And you can hear the tick, 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 you know. And you, and you know what's going to happen next. You know what's going to happen next. Then it's going to collapse, it's going to fall. The imagery presented here is of, you know, the old, back in the day, they'd have two planks of wood, they'd tie them together, but now they're getting loose because of the earthquake. The foundation is already shaken. So now what is above you is shaking, and it's, it's cracked in the middle also, and shakkat, it's torn, and it's about to fall, fall down. And then, you know, when a building is about to fall down, this is so awesome, when a building is about to fall down, where do you go? If there's an earthquake, or there's like ceiling collapse, or whatever, if you can't go outside, what part of the building do you go to? Basement, where else? Because understand, the earth is shaking, you can't go underground. It's... You go to the corners, you go between the door beams. You know that? Like the strongest structure left is between the doors. You go on the sides, supporting walls, beams. Because if anything, everything else might fall, but the beam might stay. Or you head towards the ends. You don't stay in the middle, you head towards, you head outward. Outward because if you head outward, chances are maybe you can get out. Maybe you can get out before things really collapse. But every, everybody heads outwards. Now the outer ends, the outer perimeter of a structure is called the arja. Arja are the outer perimeter of something. Where are the angels? The angels are in the sky. But the sky is about to fall. So even the angels are terrified. And Allah says, وَالْمَلَكُ عَلَىٰ أَرْجَائِهَا And the angels are on its very ends. They're on the outside perimeter. Even they're scared about the sky falling. However, there are some angels that, even if you're thinking the entire sky is falling, 
There's one thing that never falls. And there are some angels that can never run. But on that day, the arsh, the throne of your master, above them, above those angels that run, is going to be held up by eight. Eight angels are assigned, they're holding the arsh of Allah, they don't budge. You know, and this is from, of course, the mutashabihat. The, um, the day on which you will all be brought out and presented. لا تخفى منكم خافية Not a single one that can hide and not a thing to hide will be hidden from among you. None, none, nothing can be hidden from uh, you. Then that's for the one who was given his book in his right hand. I love the word man here. So awesome. What's the other ism al-sul? He says man, whoever. Whoever, there are so many great people in human history that are unknown, that are going to get their book in their right hand. They're not celebrities, they're not scholars, you know, they're not famous, they don't have power. Maybe they were a janitor somewhere, maybe they're a farmer in some land, maybe they were homeless. But when they rise on Judgment Day, that man means nobody knew them. Ambiguous, it's anybody. But on that day, they get their book in their right hand. And that nobody on that day can show off. That day he could show. Once he gets his book in his right hand, فَيَقُولُ Then he says, هَا أُمُقْرَأُ Hey y'all, read this. The word ha, they say ha, harfu tanbih. Harf to get attention. And the um, the meme is actually to connect to the, the, the iqra'u. It's a, it's a filler in the middle. Also some say that it's for the, the plurality. Hey everybody, look at my book. Iqra'u, read. Kitabiyah. The mudaf mudaf ilay is kitabi. From ana you get kitabi. The ha at the end is actually a stylistic addition. And it's to suggest how full of energy and enthusiasm he is. So he doesn't say, just say kitabi. Iqra'u kitabi. He says, Iqra'u kitabi. There's a ha at the end. There's a joy in it. There's an excitement in it. Just like sorrow will lead to a ha too. So he's going around, he's not just saying, you know, I got a good score. He's like, hey, look at this book. Let me show you. Page five, accepted deeds. Six, accepted duas. Seven, what'd you get? You ever see those annoying students that get a hundred? And they're sitting next to the student that got a 40. And the, the guy who gets a 40 folds up his exam and sits there like this. And the guy who got a hundred opens it up at an angle. And he's going over it as though he's going to find something to... Ustaz, I think I should have got a 105. There's a comma here. That guy? And then he's just putting it in the other guy's face a little bit. So what'd you get? What'd you get for this one? And the other guy's about to elbow him in the face. Okay? But on Judgment Day, you get to do it. You get to do it. And by the way... It's not like the guy next to you, you have no idea he got a bad report card on Judgment Day. You know very well who passed and who failed. Very, very well. In this world, you also know, it's pretty good, like, you know, folded paper stuck in the armpit. There's a certain look. But on Judgment Day, there are people holding their book in their right hand. And people that fail are holding their book in their left hand behind their back. Wara'a Bishimalihi. It's in his back 
and it's, behind, it's on his left hand. So left hand means it's bad. Behind his bad me, back means I don't even know how bad. Because <laughs> I can't even see. Behind my back. You know? But he goes and he rubs it in their face. This is the yes moment when you get your report card. You get a good report card, you get, I knew it! Ooh, yes! Oh, yeah. <laughs> this guy says, I was so sure. I was completely convinced. That I'm going to meet. I'm absolutely going to meet my, my accounting. Meaning my accounts are going to be solid. I'm going to meet the rewards. I knew it. I knew it. Yes. He's like cheering himself. Now the thing is, we saw in Surah Al-Tahreem, three surahs ago, we saw people that are, they have light, light coming out of their chest and in their right hand, and they're walking. And are they fully confident or nervous? Do you remember? Allah, complete our light, let us through. But then a moment comes, and then you know, Jannah's gates are right there, the book's been handed, you're okay now. And he goes, I knew it, ah, oh, it was going to be awesome. Total confidence. Then he is living the life, he's living a life that pleases. Radia. Radia is not a, a, a life full of pleasure. A content life, but a life rather that pleases him. Radia is a samfa'il. Radia to be pleased to, and also to be pleased with someone. So their life itself pleases him. The life itself is a source of pleasure for him. And Isha, by the way, Asha Isha means to live large. It doesn't just mean to live. Hayya or Hayya Yahya means to live. Asha Yaishu, Ash Karna. That's what that means. Kya Karna? Ash me bate. Aish. And Isha. Isha actually means large life, good life. Good life. Fi Jannatin Aliya. On a garden, on a high garden. You're like, what's the point of a high garden? What's the point of that? Why do people spend thousands of dollars to go to like Yosemite National Park? Why do they go to like, you know, climb these mountains or go and see the scenic view in like, you know, Mount Rainier in Seattle or near Seattle? Why do they go there? This, just looking the breathtaking view of trees and flowers on top from above. The higher up you go, the more beautiful life gets. Just to see, oh, like, I wish I could just stay here. SubhanAllah. Now he lives there. The view is not a picture in his house. The view is, he just walks out and he just sees this incredible valley you know, under him. And the Jannah is very high and it's the, on top also he's got these trees that have ripe fruit. The fruit is never in underworks. You know? The fruit is always ripe. It's fully ripe fruit is Dania. It's lowering down. Ready for the picking. So you come out and it's... Enjoy the view. This is good life. Eat and drink. Literally. Honey and carefree. Don't worry about anything. Honey means don't worry. No concerns. Don't check for the label. This is halal. Do I have to wash this fruit before I eat it? No, just eat, drink, 
rivers of drink. You know. Bima aslaftum fil ayyamil khaliya. Eat and drink freely on account of the days you've already spent, because of what you've already done in the past. Aslafa yuslifu islaf. I'm sure you've heard the word salaf before. Right? There's actually salaf and khalaf. Salaf and khalaf. And then there's self and khalf. There's slightly different words. Khalaf is someone who you leave behind. Their children. If they did well, if they did well, if they were good kids, then they are khalaf. If the people you left behind are lousy, then they're khalf. So this is the difference between khalaf and khalf. We have salaf, people that, that are behind us that are good. Aslafa is to do things in your past that were good. You left a good legacy in the world. The days that are now emptied out, the days that are gone. What a beautiful word for the past, al-khaliya. Khala yakhlu means to be empty. Days that are, there's just a memory now. They're gone now. But you know what? That, that, you know how they say in, in modern literature and poetry, they say things like, you know, the, the time is gone. Those, those days are gone. They're all just a fading memory now. But to Allah, those days, the ones that are gone for you, are eternal for Allah Azza wa Jal. He recorded your deeds in those days, and those are the fruits you're eating now. And as for the one, whoever he was, handed his book in his left. Fayaqul, then he says, Ya laytani lam uta kitabiyah. Oh, come on. No, 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 no. If only I wasn't given this, my, my book. Please don't hand it to me. Please don't hand it to me. Why do I have this book in my hand? This guy is regretting getting his book in his... He's, we're not even talking about punishment yet. We're not talking about punishment. We're just talking about getting the book in his possession. I wish I wasn't given this book. I wish I never knew. I had no clue what account I'm going to have. Because now he has some clue what's coming. Oh, if only... If only the great... The death itself, the first death... If only that was the end of it all. I wish that I died and never came back to life. Al-Qadiyani is done. You know the word Qada alayhi is used with Musa alayhi when he punched a guy? Qada alayhi. His case was done. Ya laytaha kanat al-Qadiyah. If only it was the end of the story. I wish there was no resurrection. Ma aghna anni maliyah. This ma could be nafia and it could be ma ta'ajjub. I'll explain both ways. My wealth, maliyah. This again, the high is extra. My wealth did nothing for me here. Gave me no benefits here. I can't pay any fines and get out of the ticket. I can't pay off any guards in, hell, in hellfire and get out. None of my wealth came to any aid of me. And the other ma could be, what good was my wealth? How did it benefit me? Halaka anni sultaniya. My great authority. So this person is not just wealthy, he's powerful. All the power I had, all the status I had, has been ripped away from me. And I want to explain to you that actually the verb expected in this ayah was ذَهَبَ عَنِّي sultania. My authority has been removed from me. ذَهَبَ عَنِّي But Allah uses the word halaka anni. It's not just removed, it's killed, it's taken, it's torn away. None of it is left. Something that's removed can be recovered, something that's halak can't be recovered. Take a hold of him. Grab him. 
and chain him up. Put a lock on his neck. Put those fetters on his neck. You know, back in the day, if you've seen any images or heard stories about how slaves were kept, with those collars around their neck, you know, they say, Put him in the prison. Ghal also means qaid, prison. And he's thrown inside. Then after that, into jaheem, the roaring fire. Salluhu, throw him in. Then after he's thrown in, he's got this, this fetter on his neck, this collar on his neck. Put, put a chain on it. Whose links are 70 links long. He's been thrown from above. So where's the chain coming from? From above. And he's hanging by this chain in the fire. فَسْلُكُوهُ Then keep him tied and keep him connected. إِنَّهُ كَانَ لَا يُؤْمِنُ بِاللَّهِ الْعَظِيمِ He was the one who didn't believe in the great Allah. Allah Al-Azim. The great God. The great Allah. وَلَا يَحُضُّ عَلَى طَعَامِ الْمِسْكِينَ And didn't encourage even feeding of the poor. Forget feeding the poor himself. He didn't, never even encouraged anybody else to do it. Didn't even incline anybody else to do it. You see, already we learned that he was a person of wealth and power. That's already been suggested. So what does that mean? People in wealth and power, both of those things come with responsibility. On the one hand, you're supposed to have even more iman than other people because Allah has given you more than other people. You should be more grateful than other people. But you're so obsessed with your own greatness. What about Allah Al-Azim? On the other hand, because Allah has given you more, you should be giving more. You should be taking care of those who can't help themselves. Al-Miskeen. Forget giving, you didn't even encourage giving. I've talked about this before. What does لا يحضو على طعام المسكين suggest? As a social phenomenon, you don't want to encourage other people to give because when you encourage other people to give, the question will rise among the people, what have you given? What have you given? And then if the finger points at you, then we're like, oh yeah, I don't want to give. So let me not talk about it. So we'll have a gentleman's agreement. I won't speak about this. And so you don't ask me and I'll, I won't ask you. And why would he be the one speaking about it? Because he has wealth and power. So obviously he's a public figure. He's obviously in a position where people recognize that he should be talking about this. He should be the one taking the, the lead on this. And by the way, when rich people and powerful people don't help the poor, do they have any friends in the world? Do people love them? Do the masses of people love the rich and wealthy? You know, that don't help anybody? They don't have... Sympathizers. When they lose their wealth, people aren't going, oh, poor millionaires, only now a thousand air. They don't do that. I don't feel bad for them. Allah says, There's nobody out here today. For him over here, there's nobody that's a close friend to him. And there's no food for him either. Except ghislin. What's ghasala? Mm. Ghasala is to wash. Anybody here ever do the dishes? If you do the dishes, and there's a lot of them, then, and you don't, you know, you put that thing in the sink so that the stuff doesn't go into the sink and clog the sink. And when you're done doing the dishes, not the dishwasher, I'm talking about the dishes, dishes. When you do the dishes, then you're all done, you remove the dishes, and what's left at the bottom? That gunk that you look at and go, Bleh! that gunk? That's ghislin. 
the sleen is the leftover after washing. Either food or clothes. The, you know, the, the, the dirty water left after wa clothes are washed. You know. So, you know, mother's cleaning the filthy clothes of her children. You know. And the, the, the dirty water's going into a bucket. That's ghislin. The leftovers from the wash. That's his food. Nobody's going to be eating this except people that made the grave mis the people of grave mistakes. The mistake makers. Then no, this la should be explained. I think it's the first la. No. was the first la we covered. But understand that this la is actually not a negative of the sentence. Like, you know, if I say la adhabu, I don't go. Right? La, la, la anamu, I don't sleep. But la uqsimu in this ayah is actually two separate things. You have to think of it as la exclamation. Uqsimu bi nujum. Separate the two. You don't look at them in continuum. When beliefs of the people you are talking to are so wrong, and they're so grossly wrong, that you can't even begin to have the conversation except by starting with the declaration that all of your ideas are entirely false, and then begin your conversation. You begin your conversation with just one word, which is La. La is just there to say all of the philosophies about the afterlife you have, all of the ideas about what's going to happen when you die, all of the opinions you have about this man Muhammad all of it's wrong. No to all of it. La. I swear by what you can see with your own eyes. Now Allah is making an evidence out of what they can see with their own eyes. In this surah, Allah has shown us some things that they could see with their eyes and some things they can't see with their eyes. The thing they could see with their eyes is the old nations destroyed. They pass by them. The ones that are mentioned, they pass by them. But what they cannot see with their eyes is what? Judgment Day. Mountains and earth being crushed together. That they cannot see. So there are things they can see and there are things they can't see. In terms of guidance, oh, this is by the way, both of these are supposed to be means of guidance. What you can see, the, the ruins of old nations are supposed to be able to guide you. Knowing just the story of Nuh salam and knowing where you came should be able to guide you. But then there are things you cannot see, like Judgment Day, even that should be able to guide you. There's another dimension to this conversation. Who do they see in front of them calling them to guidance? The Prophet What do they? Who do they not see? They don't see the angels. They don't see Allah. They don't see the source of revelation. They just see this man. Allah says, I am calling as a witness and proof against you what you see, meaning this man and his behavior, and what you don't see. What you see is a man. What you don't see is the original source. The revelation itself, the Qur'an, the angels delivering it, the angel Jibreel delivering it. You don't see it. But I'm telling you, I'm calling both of them as a witness. Also, ma la could imply wa ma tasma'un. What you see and what you don't see, meaning what you see and what you hear. You don't see the revelation, you only hear. You don't see the scrolls. You only hear them. And I'm making them a proof against you. I'm making, so Allah is saying now the words that the Prophet is saying. The promises that he's making and his character together are proof. Proof of what? Proof of the next statement. This is, this is the, th the subject of the oath. إِنَّهُ لَقَوْلُ رَسُولٍ كَرِيمٍ 
No doubt about it. This is the word of a noble messenger. إِنَّهُ لَقَوْلُ رَسُولٍ كَرِيمٍ It's a very powerful word, قَوْل. قَالَ يَقُولُ قَوْلًا Quran is called Kalamullah. Quran is called what again? Kalamullah. Kalam means one's own speech. One's own speech is called Kalam. Qawl is what you say, but it may not be yours. It may not be yours. So I'm, for example, I'm, I'm saying the ayah. Fahada qawli alan. The ayah becomes my qawl. But it's definitely not my, my what? Kalam. It's the kalam of Allah. It's the kalam of Allah even though it becomes my qawl. You understand? Now, it's so beautiful that Allah says, this is the word, the qawl of a noble messenger. He doesn't say this is the kalam of a noble messenger. Because whose kalam is it? It's Allah's kalam. He's just the means by which his qawl will deliver Allah's kalam. That's why the word qawl is here. Hatta yasma'a kalam Allah. In Surah At-Tawbah we learn. Until they hear the kalam of Allah. So, إِنَّهُ لَقَوْلُ رَسُولٍ كَرِيمٍ This is the word of a noble messenger. وَمَا هُوَ بِقَوْلِ شَاعِرٍ He's not. It's not the word of a poet at all. This is not the word of a poet. This, none of this is poetry. You know why this word poetry is being used? Listen to this ayah in recitation. Listen to this ayah with a serious reciter. And you're, you're going to go for a ride. It's, it's, it's got a rhythm. It's got a tone. It's got, I mean, I don't want to use the word music, but it has that in it. It has a divine music to it. So much so that when the Rasul was reciting, who's going to be a Qadi like Rasulullah, right? He was reciting these ayat. And Umar عنه, before Islam wanted to beat up the Prophet. In the middle of the night, he came to the Kaaba, he knew the Prophet prays there, and he hid behind the veil and he snuck around until he's right in front of the Prophet. And the only thing in front of him and the Prophet is the veil of the Kaaba itself, the ghilaf of the Kaaba. And he's going to just jump out of there and beat the Prophet up. And the Prophet is reciting Surah Al-Haqqa. He's reciting this surah. And he still hasn't jumped out yet. And he's thinking to himself, wow, that's some beautiful poetry. That's beautiful. It's just the rhythm of it. And the flow of it. And the speech of it. I keep telling you guys, this Dars quran is not experiencing Qur'an. It's trying to understand some things about Qur'an. When will you experience Qur'an? In Salat when you're reciting it. And when you're listening to its recitation. That's when it's experienced. So Umar, even as a kafir, is experiencing Qur'an and goes, this, this is some magical poetry. This is some amazing stuff. And the Messenger, والسلام, recited the ayah, وَمَا هُوَ بِقَوْلِ شَاعِرٍ قَلِيلًا مَا تُؤْمِنُونَ Not the word of a poet. How little you have faith. Umar radiallahu anhu is in shock. He didn't say this out loud. He was just... Thinking it. He could read minds. He could read minds. It's not the word of a mind reader. How little an effort you make to remember. Try to think a little harder. Really? That's all the remembrance you can do? You can't realize what this is? And he's like, it's not mind reading. What is it? 
The chapter of the Islam of Umar bin Khattab, you know the famous story, he went to his sister, the whole story. This is actually the first chapter of that story. This happened before the first crack in his heart was when he came out with this intention. SubhanAllah. And these words, this is, he's, not, he's not making poetry. He's not a kahin. And kahin is used because kahin, the people of kahana that used to come, people would come and say, tell me what my wife is thinking about me. And then it would have these mind reader guys that have, you know, palm reader, gypsy type, whatever. People would go to them and pay them money to find out what my wife is thinking. Find out if my husband really loves me or not, or whatever. And he would just make stuff up. He'd just go, okay, hold on. Let me call on the spirits. Any, mini, 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 and do whatever. And then come up with an answer. And people were like, oh, so true. So true. How do you, you know? Do they still have this stuff? Yeah, it's on TV. Your cousin was in a car accident. <laughs> and she still loves you. <sighs> I gotta watch that show, it's amazing. The spirit caller. <laughs> stupid, stupid. But you know, and, and this actually even just the other day, a sister told me, my uncle, he's a very devout Muslim, but he can read palms. Lady, that's not a devout Muslim. But he prays. Okay, that's still not a good thing. But he's so accurate. Yes, shaitans can be accurate sometimes. But he prays. We're going back to the beginning now. <laughs> Those guys would just, you know, mumbo jumbo. <laughs> and Allah says, you call this the word of a kahin? Don't you know what those people are like? Really, put some more effort in remembering. Now why remembering? Why not thinking? That's the other critical question here. Why did Allah say how little you remember? How, why don't you make any more effort to remember? Because deep down inside, there's something inside of us called the ruh that knows what this is. And when you wake up your ruh, that is not called awareness, that is called remembrance. Because Remi it already knows, it needs to be jolted and reminded. And it finally clicks with your ruh. And your heart wakes up and goes, oh... That's what this is. Tanzilum Rabbil Alameen. And then the harsh ayat, I, I, I alluded to them last time. How Allah speaks about this cannot be made up. What's the mustar? Taqawwala means to make up speech, to adapt and you know, to adapt speech to your audience. To put an effort in speech, because tafa'ala is to have effort. To put an effort into your speech, to do work hard to come up with better speech, to practice the speech. Had he rehearsed some of these words? Had he practiced some of these words to impress you? Meaning the Prophet The qawl, the Rasulun Kareem, the noble messenger. Notice his nobility has already been mentioned. And now Allah is saying even that noble messenger, even if one of some of these words... Well, just his own creative exercise. In the heat of the moment, he just added, decided to add a word or two on his own in his speech. 
ولو تقول عنا بعض الأقاويل some of the words just some of them أقاويل some say جمعوا قلة just less than nine nine or less is أقاويل أقوال even Right, so it's very few words if you just added in here a harf there, a sifa there, something. Some little a verb here and down there. Not, nothing big. Allah says, لَأَخَذْنَا مِنْهُ بِالْيَمِينَ We would grab a, grab a part of him with our right hand. Yameen also means power. Allah would literally grab him with the right. By the way, grabbing an animal with the right is what you do when you're about to slaughter it. ثُمَّ لَقَطَعْنَا مِنْهُ الْوَتِينَ And from him then we would cut off the jugular vein. Wateen, the jug, this right here, the bump right here. We'd cut him from here. We'd slice it out of him. That's what Allah says about his mouth. Because the word comes out from here, right? Word comes out from here. If this word was sourced here, not from revelation, I cut his, cut his neck off. SubhanAllah. This is the, I mean, even the messenger would have to recite these ayat. Sallallahu alayhi wa لَقَطَعْنَا مِنْهُ الْوَتِينَ فَمَا مِنْكُمْ مِنْ أَحَدٍ عَنْهُ حَاجِزِينَ And there will be not any one of you that can come on his behalf to serve as a barrier. Hajiz, a barrier. الْحَوْلْ بَيْنَ الشَّيْئَيْنَ Nobody will be able to come and stop me from doing this to him. In, so, فَمَا مِنْكُمْ مِنْ أَحَدٍ عَنْهُ حَاجِزِينَ وَإِنَّهُ لَتَذْكِرَةٌ لِلْمُتَّقِينَ And no doubt about it, this is a very powerful, truly powerful reminder for people who want to protect themselves. For people that want to have taqwa. وَإِنَّا لَنَعْلَمُ أَنَّ مِنْكُمْ مُكَذِّبِينَ And we absolutely know for sure that among you are those who are going to call this a lie no matter what. And they're among you. وَإِنَّهُ And let me just tell you what their future is. وَإِنَّهُ لَحَصْلَةٌ عَلَى الْكَافِرِينَ The ones who are bent upon lying against this. It is no doubt going to become a source of great grief against disbelievers. When is it going to become a great source of grief? Well, in two places. When is grief, when is regret going to happen? When worldly punishment comes and when the after punishment comes. So when Makkah is conquered and Surah Tawbah is revealed, then it's going to be a hasra ala al-kafirin. And in the akhirah again, it's going to be a hasra, a regret against the, the disbelievers. وَإِنَّهُ لَحَقُّ الْيَقِينَ And no doubt about it, it is truly, it's the حَقُّ الْيَقِينَ is a very powerful phrase. I've talked about it in detail in, um, in Juz Amma, in the podcast in Juz Amma. But haq, reality, we're coming back to the beginning of the surah, al-haqqah. Haqq al-yaqeen means the, the uh, conviction based on experience. Conviction based on haqq. Haqq is also experience here. وَفَسَبِّحْ بِاسْمِ رَبِّكَ الْعَظِيمِ Then, declare the perfection of your great master by using his name. Use the name of your great master to declare his perfection. To declare how great he is. So before, when the person was being thrown in the hellfire, Allah says, إِنَّهُ كَانَ لَا يُؤْمِنُ بِاللَّهِ الْعَظِيمِ He didn't believe in the great Allah. Now Allah says, you don't want to be there. So declare the greatness of Allah by, by, his, great, by his great name. Also means by this, your great master's name. So the word Azim could describe ism. The word Azim could describe Rabb. And in that sense, it describes both. The great name of your great master, you call on that name to declare his perfection. Now, I want to conclude, inshallah, with reminding you why the word tasbih, what the benefit of tasbih at the end is. 
Because the conversation at the end was about believing in the Messenger and believing in the Qur'an. Not about declaring Allah's perfection, these are separate subjects. But Allah is saying that an, any accusation against this Messenger is actually an attack against the perfection of Allah. A proof of the perfection of Allah is His Qur'an. That's His Qur'an and the sending of this Messenger, the, per, the perfect deen. So any attack against Him is violating tasbih of Allah. Is violating the rights of Allah. So you declare Allah's greatness and do it with His name by believing in this revelation and by accepting this messenger for who He is. So with that I conclude. Barakallahu li walakum fil Quran al-Hakim wa nafa'ni wa iyyakum bil ayati wa dhikr al-Hakim. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.